If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Yeah. Yeah. Cracking them beers. Welcome to Frank Beans. Yee-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. This one doesn't sound as good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, that wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible. That wasn't bad for those. Normally, it's not quite so loud. Yeah. Oh, mine started fooling me. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Frank and Beans. I'm Beth. <laughs> and I'm Brian. And um, yeah, we just are, we're cracking our first beers for the yeah. day. So anyway, um, yes, yeah, so technology, how that all affects that, like with social media and you know, pornography. Yeah, we did talk about that. Um, we're <laughs> I can't wait do... for that. Yeah, like we have to do a whole episode. Oh, of that. Just... <laughs> uh, we need a better setup. I don't. Right, probably a table that's like not so jank. <laughs> well, I mean, it's meant for holding beers. That's all. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, I forgot to turn my phone down. Um, oh. but yeah. So uh, speaking of technology, I forgot to turn my phone down like a big old jerk. <laughs> Oh, there's <laughs> Dutch is Dutch finally is barking. Here. He's outside and he's not happy about it. So he was he was a oh. little too distracting last time. So anyway, um, so <laughs> I bet you can hear him. Uh oh, should we let him in? Oh yeah, no. let's. Uh, well, uh, no, let's just see how it goes. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, so uh, that topic has nothing to do with today's topic, but we just started talking. <laughs> we were talking about this this week, so we decided we would talk about it on the show. But we, uh, the topic for today is: Is monogamy realistic in today's world? Very interesting. I'm gonna have to let that dog in. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, before we were so rudely interrupted by Brian's white trash neighbors, <laughs> oh. messing with my dog, <laughs> um, we were talking about how um, today's topic is, is monogamy realistic in today's society? Right. And why would it have changed? Why would it have changed? Why would it have changed? Yeah. Well, okay, because here's the thing. And, you know, society has been around for obviously millions of years mm -hmm. but it seems like over time like you know the monogamy has become the norm mm -hmm. you know where it's like people are expected to get married and stay faithful to one person for the rest of their lives right but then you know as time goes on and divorce rates are nearly half mm -hmm. you know so even if you do get married the chances of you getting divorced are just as good as you staying together right so why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. Yeah. But you know, when we were talking about our uh, weird sex history, monogamy is not like a part of history. I mean, it's kind right. of, uh, the, what was it? Uh, wife? I mean, it wasn't. The wife swapping? Yeah. And even like, you know, I mean, all of the other stuff that they talked about, you know, like the, even Cretan kidnapping and weird right. shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you those guys were married to some lady or had kids of his own with a wife or whatever, you know? Like, that's all stuff where it's like this idea of marriage has been around forever. But, you know, in those societies, they didn't even really talk about going out and having sex with other people like it was a bad thing. Right. So. So does this go back to like the. Um uh, the Puritans. I was going to say, yeah. this is like a Puritan American thing, I feel like, because I feel like, you know, even in Europe and places like that, where right. it's like, it's just not such a big deal to fool around with somebody on the side or be, you know, involved with somebody on the side. Sure, yeah. 
maybe that's that's quite quite an American thing to do. Yeah. So anyway, we kind of looked into it. We have once again done our research on this, and um, but we're not experts. <laughs> we're not experts, but I did look at um, an article that was from Psychology Today, and it talked about how there are several different types of what what we call consensually non-monogamous relationships. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. Consensually non-monogamous relationships. So both partners have agreed that to not be monogamous, but mm. to be in a relationship with one another, right? Right. So uh, the first one that they talked about are open relationships. And that is just um, where you are in a relationship with somebody emotionally and you know probably physically, obviously, as well. But um, but you're allowed to have sex with other people, mm-hmm. and um, the idea there is that it's it's just sex, you know. So you're fulfilling that like physiological need for sex with other people, but you're still you know emotionally tied to the person that you're in a relationship with, right? And we kind of talked about that before. Like I would mm-hmm. rather be cheated on than just like. I don't know. I don't want to be physically cheated on, cheated on rather than emotionally yeah, cheated absolutely, on. Yeah. yeah. So an open relationship would be realistic to you. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Maybe. You'd be open to it, maybe. Maybe. You'd consider it, maybe. Kind of, sort of. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Um, the next one they talked about was swinging. And the difference between open relationships and swinging is that um, swinging is more like where both partners are involved generally in the sexual encounter with other people, whether it be other couples or like maybe, you know, like I'm sure you've seen this in, I used to see this all the time when I was in online dating where like, it would be like a couple that's Uh like, Hey, we're looking for someone to have fun with or whatever. Never swipe right on me. (laughs) (laughs) Cause you're just too manly, Brian. They're Uh, probably like that dude's like, no, he's he's like, Mr. Steal your girl. (laughs) But that's kind of interesting because I, I um, this has come up with somebody that that I had dated, um, and they were previously a swinger, and it's like I don't know if I could do it. There would be a lot of stipulations, like I don't know if I would be comfortable uh, with my partner having sex with somebody right in front of me who's got a bigger dick than me. Oh, that's a good point. You know, I mean, that's kind of so it's almost like that's again that's why like I would almost like. The open relationship thing, if you're going to go do your own thing, like, on go your own, yeah. go do it. And it's kind of like, you know, I, I've sort of been in almost, I guess, an open relationship. Like, when my ex that I, that I talk about a lot, and I first started dating, like, we, for almost the first two years, we were both, like, you know, we were emotionally invested in one another. We would be at each other's houses three or four nights a week. But then it was, like, those other three or four nights a week. I don't care what you do. Yeah. Go do your own thing. And I don't want I don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to know the details of it, but I don't care. And I genuinely found the ability in myself to not care, right? Because I was doing my own thing too. So it's kind of like I know that. I mean, I guess that was sort of an open, yeah, relationship. Even though there was no official label on the relationship at that point in time. Sure, but I, yeah, I, but I just I, didn't I, want to know about it. You know, I didn't want to hear about it. I didn't want to know. Yeah, details. and that's where I kind of have to draw the line too. Like, if my partner was to have sex with somebody else. Yeah, I don't want to hear any of it. I don't want to be involved. None of it. I don't want to be in the same room. I don't even know if I want to be in the same house. Like, yeah, you know, it would have to be out on their own, right? Their own thing, yeah. So, anyway, so but swinging would be, you know, where hey, let's all do it together, kind of thing. So, right. Um, then you have polyamory, 
which uh, is where you are emotionally involved in a relationship with more than one person. Mm -hmm. So sexually, emotionally, like you have two girlfriends, possibly more. Like, what are your thoughts on that, Brian? I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I knew the answer to that. (laughs) I I, I don't know. And I I, I wouldn't say that I hate uh, polyamory, but um, excuse me. We talked about this. You had the first burp of the podcast. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, We talked about this on a previous episode to where it's kind of become a trend. It's kind of become a cool thing to do. Yeah. And um, the people that I've experienced that uh, were in polyamorous relationships. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I I think you can guess the one that I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I was always make fun of her because I was like, don't you need to be in a relationship to be at least polyamorous? Oh, hey yeah. That's Uh, true, yeah. Because it's like, (laughs) well, don't you have to actually... To say I'm polyamorous, like doesn't that does it that just mean if you're not actually in more than one relationship at a time, it just means you're open to it. You're not sure. actually like identifying. But I would as always that. give her shit because, and it's that's like, that's what drives you crazy you about it. Yeah, and it's just uh, the people, the limited people that I've had contact with that consider themselves poly. Um, <clears throat> we're Art. just we're just we're just sluts, and, right? And, and put a and put a big term on it, and. You know, that's fine. Hey, if if you practice, go for it. If it works for you, go for it. But I just hate this, like, People it's identifying excuse. it right. as that just so that they can excuse slutty behavior. Right. Right. Because that's not what it is. Like, polyamory is actually, you know... Being the, in a relationship, being in many relationships, right. several. The, the, they say the term quite literally means loving many. It's no surprise that those who practice polyamory are in love or romantically involved with more than one person at the same time. The few people studied, uh, the few people who've studied polyamorous families in the U.S. estimate that there are more than half a million with a presence in nearly every major city. The configuration can be any number of possibilities: two men and one woman, one woman, two men and two women, three women, one man. The difference between polyamory and polygamy is the latter is a form of marriage consisting of more than two people and is typically rooted in religious or societal norms. Often, multiple women are exclusively sexual with one man. In polyamory, though, everyone is equal and there's no standard configuration. So, okay. So, yeah. So, again, this goes back to like actually, you're not necessarily married because that would be polygamy. Yeah. But you are in love with or have romantic feelings for more than one person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's not just being a slut. That would be in an open <laughs> relationship or you're just a, or you're just a hoe. Right. <laughs> right. Um, the next one is kind of interesting, too. It's called polyfidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, as you'd likely conclude, polyfidelity is a form of polyamory, but with a stern degree of faithfulness attached there is a sexual exclusivity within the relationship system. While polyamory can allow for intimacy with others outside of the core relationship, polyfidelity does not. In her piece on Love, Live, Grow, Issa Waters describes a polyfidelitous relationship as containing more than two people, but like monogamy, the members don't have sex with anyone but each other. This, of course, is an important distinguishing distinction between polyfidelity and other types of open relationships. Okay. 
So I guess I don't get if that's saying like they only have only the core people have sex with each other, and then the other person is just someone they will they like and have yeah, feelings I, I, for. I don't really understand that. And what was it called again? Because polyfidelity. Polyfidelity. Um. So you're faithful. So to maybe polyamory is just fucking everybody. Okay. And polyfidelity is like you are in a relationship with two people. Only having sex with those two people and having romantic feelings for those two people, or two or three or whatever. Okay, so maybe I was wrong and ignorant about polyamory. Okay, so polyamory <laughs> is the more loosey goosey. Polyfidelity would be people that are just in a relationship, a romantic relationship with more than one person. That okay, kind of makes fair sense. enough. This fifth one is my favorite, and I. I <laughs> it's a good name. It's a good it, word. it is a good name. <laughs> and it's a good word, and it's kind of like I don't know. It's very twenty eighteen. <laughs> Very progressive, I guess. Um, and normally I hate anything that's like 2018 and progressive, but not progressive. I mean, that's like, <laughs> right. that's a bad way to say that. You know what I mean? Like, damn, millennials get off my lawn is my <laughs> m- normal mantra. Um, coined by the popular author and sex expert Dan Savage, monogamish offers a new, more liberal understanding of the typical monogamous relationship. As Savage describes, a strict label of monogamy only restricts some couples from doing what they actually need, want, or desire in order to make their relationship truly work. As Savage discusses, our society is used to only hearing about relationships that have failed due to cheating or infidelity. On the flip side, though, many couples whose relationships are thriving may be doing so because of their openness to monogamish ways. But the likelihood of actually hearing about this isn't necessarily a reality, at least not yet. In a monogamish relationship, the people decide on the terms. They remain committed to one another, but may decide to have a threesome, have only a one-night stand their partner is fully aware of, or anything they choose that would be beneficial to their relationship. Ever heard of a hall pass? It's kind of like that. Gotcha, yeah. Okay, so, and I like that because, you know, I don't know, like, like having that openness with somebody would be really refreshing i think mm-hmm. and i think that this would be the way to make it work without having like all of these specific restrictions it would just be like hey brian you know i really love you very much but i have got i have these needs and feelings to go have sex with somebody else right. like and i think that's pretty common because you know i i, I don't know for men to be monogamous um, right. I know we looked it up before, but like in the animal kingdom, it's like 7% of animals are monogamous. Right. Um, and that's just it is like, honestly, there, yeah, there is like scientific research that physiologically, like that's why, you know, men are wired the way they are and women are wired the way that we are is because we, you are supposed to physiologically go out and spread your seed to as many, right. you know, women or whatever, you know, like other species, other beings of your species as possible right. you're wired that way yeah. women are nesters we're meant to like our our chemical makeup makes us want to be nesters mm-hmm. those who make you know like make a home care for the other smaller beings and all that stuff and that's why we you know i guess women tend to want to be more monogamous and i think men physiologically have feelings of not wanting to be sure. or, or feelings that they almost need to be. Well, like you said, it's almost hardwired to where, yeah, we have to, we need to spread our seed. 
I mean, I think through, you know. It just makes me laugh because I'm like, I know, Brian, you want to stick your Peter in as many different places as possible. I mean, there's days that, like, a knot in a tree looks pretty good, you know? I you mean, know. but it's, yeah, it's, um, excuse me. Man, I'm the, so you're, I'm the burping king today. That, that Beth will, or Brian will be playing the role of Beth today. Right. I'm wearing the burp crown right now. <laughs> Um, but no, it's kind of it's 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 primal to to want to do this, and I think mm-hmm. as we go on in time and we kind of evolve, that might kind of go away. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think with um, you know, um, this sounds stupid, but women's rights or like um, mm-hmm. y- you know, to where women um, are allowed to have the same sex drive as a man, so right? Well, it's like it's with all these changing gender roles. You know, right. we haven't gotten to that episode yet. I know we keep saying that we're going to. But I think it's important enough to talk about that we lead up to it with all these different conversations. Right. Um, but, you know, the the gender roles are changing in today's society. You know, mm-hmm. like women aren't just these like nesters who stay at home and take care of the kids anymore. We're expected to do it all. Right. We have to have a career, have a family and all this stuff. So it's making us, you know, I'm sure chemically there's a lot more testosterone and things like that that are running through us than that than ever were sure that are making us you know have these increased sex drives and stuff like me the way that i grew up like i was well i always joke that i was raised by wolves because (laughs) (laughs) i had a single working mom who just you know she was always working three jobs just to survive so i was on my own a lot i was the youngest child in the family so i've never been this like mothering nurturing like person I've always just been this kind of like lone wolf, like, you know, very tomboy. Um, And so I've never, I I don't feel the same like normal, like womanly, you know, um, inclinations, I guess. You know, I've never wanted kids. Mm -hmm. I don't have the slightest interest. I love other people's kids. Yeah. I have never wanted to have any of my own. Um, pregnancy, pregnancy, yeah, pregnancy. pregnancy scares the living pregnancy shit from out of me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am Polish, so there's that. Pregnancy. Pregnancy. <laughs> as as mama, as mama used to call it back in the old country. Pregnancy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so anyway but you know and that's that's just part of the way that society has been different you know i've sure. never played with dolls like i've never you know yeah i mean i have stuffed animals that may or may <laughs> not enough. still live on my bed but <laughs> yeah but you know I, I mean and and 20 30 years ago nobody cared about a female orgasm you know what i mean and right. now that's like top priority oh hell yeah um so i mean thank god <laughs> <laughs> so i mean things are changing for mm-hmm. the better um so it's you know i can kind of see where there might be that pendulum shift with you know men kind of being more nesters or being more um open to and mm-hmm. excited about that and women are like no dude i can have an orgasm i don't have to do this right you know? right um, or not like that but you know like me I'm so career driven. I'm so career driven. And I like, that's what, that is my baby. Mm -hmm. You know, my comedy, my regular job, like those are my children. Like, I, I, you know. Plus you got a, you got a fur baby now. I do, I do. Oh, he is such a good boy. Um, But you know, like that's enough for me. Mm -hmm. And um, so I don't know, you know, the physiological needs of women are changing in that same sense. Like, you know. 
Yeah. We're, we're little horn dogs now, too. Right. And it makes sense. And I think this is um, kind of an appropriate study to bring up before we get to our next segment. Mm-hmm. But um, let's see. 2018, they did a study mm-hmm. about infidelity. Mm-hmm. So of those who admitted to infidelity, 55% of male respondents cheated on their spouse with five or more <gasps> people. Five or more? Five or 55%? more. 55%? 55% with five or more people. Oh, my God. 50% of female respondents admitted to cheating with one person. So Okay. What so we just see kinda, what I mean? People are going to do it. Like... And, and uh, I mean, th- that kind of throws our argument on, on its head about, you know, women becoming just as horn dogs as men. Right. Um, well, we're not doing as many different. People. So with women, they're maybe not doing it with as many different people. Right. But I think that women are better gaugers of like, he was a great lover, so I'm just going to keep fucking that guy. Well, and the, you're, you're probably right. I mean, the- And guys are like, let me just put my Peter wherever. And, that and- apple pie, that tree, <laughs> not in the tree, wherever it goes. Right. Let's get it in there. And maybe the study will get to that, but I think you're probably right. Of the 55% of males that cheated with five or more people, it was probably five one-night stands. Mm-hmm. Whereas the 50% of females that cheated with one person, it was probably an ongoing multiple- right. Um, like encounter. Yeah, like let's say, okay, and this is, I, I don't know what, like, okay, so I I don't, I'm not saying this is a true story, but let's say you, when you were overseas and mm-hmm. you had a wife at home, yeah, you may have had sex with three or four prostitutes while you were overseas just to get your dick I wet. I did not. You did not, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, that sure. could have been something that you did to satiate those needs while you were away from your wife for two years. Now, your wife may have been at home just having an affair with one dude. Right. But like Sorry. in that sort of a situation, that would be the availability that both of you had. Sure. Do you see what I'm like? So yeah. that's kind of where I was going with that is like. Well, and I, I mean, kind of to go back to, you know, and it's probably false and it's probably going away. But, you know, women are more emotional to where men are more physical. Right. And so, I mean, that makes sense why a man would have sex, would cheat with five different people and a woman would cheat with one person. Oh my God, it goes back to our talk about why men, like the the chemical thing about men running after sex. Oh, right. Women have the bonding chemical. So uh-huh. th- once they've had that good sex with that one man, they're more bonded to him. Right. Chemically, they're more bonded to that one guy, especially if it was good sex. Now the guy, he just hits it and quits it because, right. you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, he's got the chemicals that have to rebuild in his system. Mm-hmm. Uh, what episode was that? Uh, keep him coming back. Listen keep him to coming that. back for more. Yeah, yeah listen yeah. to that for, uh, for reference. Yeah. <coughs> See, this me. is all. Yeah, we're all, becoming experts on this, Brian. Oh, it's all coming together. <laughs> um, next, it says thirty-two percent of the men met the person they cheated with online. Ah, twenty-two percent of the women met the person they cheated with in some sort of social setting. Uh huh. Or had a previous romantic connection to that person. Mm-hmm. So guilty girls, when you tell your guy, you don't have to worry about him. <laughs> twenty-two. <laughs> twenty-two percent of you. Are liars. Liars. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, I am full on guilty because I know, like, listen, I know where it was good, okay? And guess what? I am not, there is no shame in me going back for that, okay? Yeah. And I have over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> so. and here we go. We were just talking about this. 23% of the men 
said they said the leading cause of the affair was due to a lack of sexual satisfaction, physical. of the women said the cause of their affair was due to a lack of emotional satisfaction. (gasps) Mm Mm-hmm. See? How about that? Very interesting. For sure. It's that physiological need. Yeah. Versus the woman's emotional need. Right. For a connection that's very interesting. So, anyway, so going back to whether or not, like, even trying to be in one of these relationships is realistic... Um, making the case for one of these types of open, consensually non-monogamous relationships, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons why one of those might work. Um, one of them, obviously, is, you know, that, like we just talked about, that physiological need, you know? Sure. I think when you deny yourself that physiological need, you can build up resentment towards sure. your partner. Yeah, absolutely. You know, think about someone who's unsexually satisfied in their relationship. Mm-hmm. That's going to like, Brian, oh, I know when up. you haven't had sex in a while, <laughs> you are a cranky little motherfucker and I want to punch you in the face oh. sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I think, I, I mean, that's why more men are serial killers because... They're not having sex. Right. <gasps> I Oh my God, we've stumbled onto their, something. Their mother made fun of their penis when they were a child. Oh. And they haven't had sex, and that semen just builds up to where it reaches our brain and it rots it and it makes us do horrible things. <laughs> Science. It, or it reaches your arm, <laughs> which reaches for a knife. Right. Which, right. It's like, did you see that meme that I posted that one time? <laughs> No, what was it? Where it was like a hammer. And okay, so do it best is a, a brand of hardware, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. there was like that axe on it. And it was like, do it best brand. But it just yeah. said, do it. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, all, the, all of a sudden, this poor guy who hasn't had sex in a week is at the hardware store. There's an axe right there that says, do it. Right. And he thinks the axe is talking to him. And his mother made fun of his penis. And, and before you know it. He's killing hookers <laughs> left and right. She's a gowner. Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> That physiological need and satiating it is important, Mm -hmm. both to the relationship itself, so you don't resent your partner, and so you don't commit murder. Murder. (laughs) Um, Also, the fact of, you know, it, it, I would almost think that it builds trust in the relationship Mm -hmm. because of the fact that you are being open and honest. What is wrong with my words we're today? Just, we're we're going to come up with a Frankenbeans dictionary because uh, yeah, Pregnitsky. Yeah, Pregnitsky. Opist. On, opist. Open and honest. Is yeah. Opist. <laughs> and then what? I had one last time. It was uh, you of those. You the, use those. Use those. Use use of those. Use those. Use guys. That's such a Chicago <laughs> thing. Like okay, Brian, where are you from? <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think that it would build trust because of the fact that. You trust your partner enough to be honest with them about what you need. Right. And if they care about you enough to allow you to, you know, and and maybe maybe they don't, maybe they're not comfortable with it, but the fact that you can be honest about that's what you need, Mm -hmm. maybe then they um, will at least start to be like more adventurous, you know, like they recognize that need in you. And so maybe they're willing to watch a dirty movie with you or like something, but like, there's something about that fact that if you can be that honest and open with your partner, sure. it will probably lead to, you know, being closer with them. Well, here's think. the thing. I mean, even though, you know, it was probably, I mean, we can say majority of men, 55%, and then half of women, 50%, cheated and admitted to cheating. Um, that's only the people that admitted to doing it. That's true. And on top of that, it's like, 
how many relationships have you been in where you haven't thought about fucking somebody else? Never. Not once. Zero <laughs> percent of the Zero percent. And I think that's part of um, the the next part of this is the honesty of it. And mm-hmm. like you were saying with um, if 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 you're married to someone and maybe they're a little too vanilla for you, mm-hmm. now you build this resentment for, well, my wife doesn't let me have anal sex. Mm-hmm. I really want this. Or my wife doesn't give blowjobs. I really want this. You would never marry someone like that, Brian. Be real. <laughs> it's true. You would. It's that would true. be a deal breaker for you. But I mean, if, if, if you can't be honest about what you want and mm-hmm. what you want to try and what you think you need. What you need, yeah. Then you're going to build that resentment. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, yeah. There are things that I know that I need. Told you about that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, along those same lines, like a desire for newness, Mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of times it's just kind of the same thing where you're saying like either it's too vanilla or like, you know, I I know like every time I meet someone who I decide I think I like, you get those like butterfly excitement, like feelings. Yeah, absolutely. And some people really need that, you know, like Mm -hmm. that could be part of what your needs are or just, you know. We've been married to somebody for 20 years, and it's just like, okay, I mean, I love her, but... Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I was married like, for five years, bored. <laughs> and it was like the scheduled sex. It was like, Ugh. okay, yeah, we're going to do oral, and then this, and then this position, and then we'll go back to this, and it was just, I mean, it was like... So boring. Following the script. I've definitely been in relationships like that, where it's just like, ah, oh, it's like... Yeah. A nightmare. Mm. You're like, this isn't even going to be fun. And then, I mean, it just got to the point to where the only time we had sex is if I woke up in the middle of the night because I was ha- I was dreaming about having sex with someone, someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and, here- and, and you wake up with a boner in her butt and you're like, well, right. I mean, you know, like not in her butt, but just like uh, but rubbing yeah, up but, against there. But yeah. So, yeah, that, that newness is a big yeah. thing for me, I think. So, you know, getting that desire for newness, you know, satiated would be something that might be important to a lot of people. So that could be a reason to do it. Um, One of the other things that I I saw when um, I was looking this up in like cases for um, being in one of these consensually non-monogamous relationships is that celebrities are kind of starting to adopt this lifestyle. So it's making it less taboo. Like, Uh you know, Will and Jada Smith, like they have openly discussed the fact that they have one of these open relationships it's made their relationship stronger because, you know, he knows that she's her soulmate, but at the same time, you know, part of that is because she allows him and he allows her to go and satisfy those sexual needs somewhere else. Yeah. So. Interesting, though. I mean, mm-hmm. that seems And like- Dolly Parton was another person who admitted yeah. to it. <laughs> I thought that was interesting because she seems not necessarily conservative, but, you know, her brand sure. is that, you know, like- down home honky older people, you <laughs> right. know, yeah, like, yeah. So, but that's so interesting. It seems almost like a um, a catch twenty two to me, to where it's like you're my soulmate, be- and I'm gonna let you go get sexually fulfilled by another man. That seems so backwards to me. I don't like it. Weirdly, it, I don't think it would bother me. No, but you know what? I'm so confident in myself. Sure, I'm just like. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, I know I'm the shit. So, if you have to just go, like, whatever, then. Yeah. I mean, no, granted, if we had had that conversation. Sure. But, you know, because I I say that, but the last relationship that I was in, I broke up with him because he cheated on me. 
But it was only because he had promised me that he was not, that was, he was being monogamous. Right. If we had had that conversation about, hey, you know what, this is something that I really need. I'm not getting this fulfillment from you. It would have been totally different. Right. Yeah. It would have been totally different. But I know for a fact he's not the kind of person that would have wanted me to have sex with somebody else. Right. So that's why we didn't have that conversation because he knows that the sacrifice that he would have had to have given from for him to be able to have sex with other people would be to allow me to then have sex with other people. Yeah. So there you go. Well, it's that du- double standard, and, and yeah, and we'll get there. Yeah, but anyway, so, um, but yeah, so celebrities are are adopting it and talking about it, and also statistically, one in five people have been in one of these types of relationships. Okay. So it's not as that's uncommon yeah. as you might think, you know. So well, that's interesting because, well, no, where was I going with that? Mm. Mm, I no. lost it. I don't know. One in five people have been in these relationships, a consensual, mm-hmm. what is it? Consensually non-monogamous relationship. Right. But half of you have been in an un... Exactly. Half of you have gone out there and cheated on somebody. Right. When if you would have just had that conversation about it, right? statistically, the numbers say that they probably would have been okay with it. Sure. Like you could you could still be in a happy relationship with that That's person. That's 100% of us think about sex... With somebody else. All the time. All the time. And I, I mean, I'm not saying act on it, but be open with it. Right. I mean, it's not that uncommon. I can guarantee you that your spouse or your partner is also thinking about having sex with somebody else. I don't know if I'm well, so opposed I'm just, to this anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's what I'm saying is like, you know, it's just... I, I, you know, I, I, I just think it's a shame that this taboo has been put on, you know, this sort of thing. Like for millions of years, we were totally happy doing things one way. Yeah. Then the last what maybe fifteen hundred years, somebody decided that Jesus didn't want us to be with more than one person or right. whatever the fuck it was, and then all of a sudden we just everyone decided to stop, start denying themselves their physiological needs. So. I don't know. It's just really interesting. Like, yeah. Well, and, it, and, and that's the thing. It's like, why do I have a problem with the love of my life going out and being sexually fulfilled by another man? Because that's been ingrained in me somewhere that exactly. you don't do that. Right. Like, that's cheating. That's a sin. That's blah, blah, blah. Right. You don't do that. Right. But then, and look at who's saying that. What the Catholic Church, <laughs> right? As they're is, raping boys, exactly. Get yeah. So why out. are we listening to these people? Okay? <laughs> right. Yeah. No <laughs> like, kidding. I denounced that faith a long time ago. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's actually funny because I remember when <laughs> I grew up Catholic, like I said, and my mom and I made a deal because she was very, very Catholic, and she said, "Look." I will never make you go to church again if you just get confirmed Catholic. And I was like, fucking deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I went. I went to CCD for two years, got confirmed, and I never had to go to church again. <laughs> Although, you know, I was like, you know, God wouldn't have made football on Sunday if he intended me to go to church anyway. Very so. true. Anyway, it's <laughs> enough about that. But. You know, obviously, there are some reasons why it wouldn't work. So anyway, to sort of wrap up the reasons it might work, you know, you're not going to resent your partner. You're going to have this open line of communication. You have healthy boundaries that you've discussed setting in a way that both of you are comfortable with. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Why not, right? 
Well, the reasons why not, you know, obviously jealousy, like, you know. Well, like I said earlier, you know, I wouldn't want somebody, I wouldn't want my partner going out and having sex with somebody who had a bigger dick than me. Right. But if you don't know he had a bigger dick than you, then it wouldn't probably bother you, right? Well, I don't know. I would just assume that it was bigger and it would probably. Why would you assume it's bigger? I don't know. I don't know. So, why don't assume it's bigger, Brian? Okay. I, I would just assume that it will, you know, worst case scenario, I'm a, I'm a pessimist. So. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> this but is anyway. the weirdest way to scratch my arm. <laughs> There's no doing it like Oh, that? I guess I could do it like this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what you're I doing. I was looking at my phone and <laughs> following this, the list. And, and, yeah, he was very weirdly essentially stroking his own arm. But <laughs> anyway, so jealousy, self-esteem, you know. Okay, so they're- Self-esteem. Yeah, that self-esteem. Would be yeah. Like, why do they feel the need to go have sex with somebody else? Well, it has nothing to do with you being inadequate. It sure. just has to do with the physiological need to spawn. Yeah. Or just to get fucked. Or just to get fucked. Yeah. yeah. The newness, you know, whatever. Like, sure. she's still going to come back to you if she's the love of your life. So right. what, who cares, right? Mm-hmm. Well, number two would be STDs and pregnancy. Which, you know, if... If you're living that kind of a lifestyle... You're probably being, okay, I have an IUD in because Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to have children, ever, ever. So I was like, whatever you can stick inside of me that's going to prevent me from having children for the longest amount of time, let's do it, okay? Because I like to have sex, but I do not want to have babies, okay? So the case could be made for people who live more of a sexually active lifestyle may actually be arguably more careful right. about what they're doing because they don't want to get STDs or pregnant. Well, and that's the other thing. I wonder, you know, uh, I wish that uh, I wish that study would have went into it, but out of the people, the percentages of people who did cheat, how many had unprotected sex? Unprotected. Un- un- unsp- Put it in the dictionary. Right. <laughs> Save it for the dictionary. <laughs> but I wonder, out of those people who cheated, mm. how many of them had unprotected sex? Mm, interesting. Probably all of them. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know? It's those dirty little cheaters that are out there doing it. Not, right. the, not the people who are having open, honest communication about their sex. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So I think that one is actually bullshit. Dutch got in. Did he? Yeah. Look at a little smart boy. <laughs> Hi, Boba. Okay. So anyway, um, oh, well, another th- reason that people might not do it is because they're worried about what others think. Yeah. And, and I again, can see that. It goes back to this whole like thing of this being ingrained in our brains is not an acceptable lifestyle. But why? Right. Yeah, why? There's no, re- there's no reason for it. Also, I gave my last fuck in the 80s, okay? <laughs> like, I don't give a shit what other people think. Oh, my God, Judge, put your boner away. Put <laughs> <laughs> your boner away. Stop it, doggy. No doggy boners. <laughs> but, yeah, what people might think and, you know. Maybe especially your family. Or like your friends, you know, like, oh, she can't really be happy. Or, ooh, that's slutty of her or whatever. Yeah, look look at my opinions on on these these girls I've met who are polyamorous. And it's like, oh, Right. But, okay, that same girl who says that is going to go cheat on her husband next week and not tell anyone. Right. Statistically, it's likely that she will do that. Anyway. Um, and then the other, you know, one of the other things is like, can it really be equal? Like maybe like, again, let's pretend you and I are in a open relationship sure. and you're out having sex with a bunch of women. Like, you know, maybe 
what if I'm not really okay with that? Or like, what if, you know, it's not really like you're banging a bunch of chicks and I'm banging one dude and it's like, right. So that, I mean, I guess there's concerns about it being equal, but again, it's communication. Like, you're, So is that kind of where the swingers, um, if you're really concerned about the number or the frequency, is that where swingers kind, maybe, of, kind of fall maybe. in? Maybe. And you know, what? I know Maybe that's more of a serious case for the swingers, I guess, is because I was always kind of thinking, they're a super freak, super freak. Right. And I don't think freaking. it's I don't think it's like group sex. I think most of the times it is just kind of like a husband-wife swap to where... I'm going to have sex with your wife. You're going to have sex with my wife. Oh, okay. Um, so it's equal. Right. I don't think it necessarily so, yeah, means like a foursome or anything okay, like that. Okay. Um, so maybe if, yeah, I don't know, maybe if you are. That seems a, a little more equal. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? So, okay. There again, it's like, there's all these different ways that you can do this mm-hmm. as long as you're open and honest about what your needs are and what your partner's needs are. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and then just emotions getting involved, you know, like, you know, obviously, like, well, sometimes women get attached, but sometimes guys get attached too. Yeah, like, absolutely. you know, like a guy may have started an open relationship um, because he just wanted to physiologically have sex with another woman, but maybe he developed feelings for one of them. And then where are you at? Well, then, right. then you just have to have the conversation again where it's like, hmm, okay, well, here, here I'm at, here's where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. You know, I did go and have sex with somebody. Now I kind of start to have feelings for them, too. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, see, I just... Uh, to me, it's like, what happens... Yeah, what happens if, like... um, What happens if this woman gives me better head than my partner? You know, is it kind of like... Would that be accepta- acceptable to come back and say, Hey, she did it this way. That's how I want you to do it. Is that kind of fucked up to say? I don't know. I don't think so. Because every woman thinks they give the best blowjobs in the world and it's not true. Right. But is that because they're not reading cues or is it because I mean, they're just saying that because because it's like every guy that's like, oh, yeah, I love eating pussy, I eat pussy. Or always the guys that don't. Okay. Right. And I think they're just saying that because they know that that's what you want to hear. Sure. I can so, see that. but I don't think it's the same thing for women. I think that maybe they just really think that they do a good job, right. because guys just love blowjobs. So I, it's I like, mean, I've never had a. I mean, it's <laughs> bad blowjobs, but when you, when you boil it down, like my dick is still in a woman's mouth, and that's pretty amazing. <laughs> You know <laughs> exactly. Like the worst. Like really, is there really a bad blowjob? I mean, there's there's not great ones. Right. Maybe. There's blowjobs, and then there's better blowjobs. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so you know, I mean, yeah, that's just. But you sad. know that that jealousy part. You know, like I was talking about with you know a guy having a bigger dick. What if this woman is given a better blowjob than maybe your she, partner's? Maybe you don't have to say it that way. Maybe it's all in the way you communicate it. Like, okay, like, let's say, um, okay, like, hey, uh, the your little side piece, we'll call her Susie or whatever. Okay. You don't have to say, hey, Susie did it this way. But okay. what you can say is, um, babe, I'd really like it if you, like, I want to see your beautiful eyes look up at me while you're oh, doing God, it. Please don't do that. No, you hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. That's so like, funny. I just said that because it's like a weird porno <laughs> thing that I always like, see. But you're just looking into my soul while my <laughs> penis is in your mouth. I can't. I can't. <laughs> that is 
so funny. Oh, he's going to. Oh, Ooh, he did it. Ooh. He made it through without breaking all the sound equipment. But yeah, and the other thing is like um, a lot of girls take pride in that they don't have a gag reflex. And it's like, well, that doesn't sound like any fun to me because. you. That part of what you like about it is I the like sound of her choking. Yeah. Okay, so that's just it. It's all about. But that's so different than what every other guy I've heard ever say. Right. Has been. Like, to me, I mean, just a woman taking your full cock in her mouth and her throat, it's like, that's kind of scary. I don't like this. Oh, it's is it too slutty? I, I, no, I wouldn't say it's too slutty, but it's just... Um, oh, it makes your penis feel small. Like, oh, it's no big deal. I'll just put that whole thing well, in that there. that could be a part of it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I that's mean, what it is, I bet. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, if, you're, if, if a woman is gagging on it, like... Pfft. You're like, yeah, my yeah. dick is so big. So big. She's choking on it. Mm. <laughs> No, that's a turn on for me. Yeah, well, I know, but so anyway, yeah, so, like, yeah, like, it's just maybe you don't have to say, so-and-so did it this way. You can just say, I would, hey, why don't you do this? Because then you're more discovering what you like, and then you're discovering what you like, and then a way to incorporate it with your other partner. Right. And then maybe you don't need side piece Susie anymore for that. True. That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder how many people, like, try swinging. Or polyamorism to find out what they're really looking for, mm-hmm. what they're re- they really want, and then I, I'm trying to play with the dog and talk at I the know, same time. I know. So anyway, um, but yeah, the emotions getting involved, that all that. There's ways to do it successfully, ways not to. But here are some signs monogamy might not be for you. And Brian, we'll see how many you have. Oh my gosh. See, let's find out if monogamy is. How long is this list? It's only five. Five. Um, number one, your ideas of the future do not meet the status quo. Check. One hundred percent check on my end. Check. Like I, I might, yeah. Um, uh, like I, I probably would. (laughs) My ideas of the future are just not. Like I probably would get married again, but I'm not like after that one bit me neither my only motivation to get married at this point is to change my last name <laughs> and it's not that i don't love my last name dad it's just that i'm really tired of spelling it over the phone in person right. it's just if i had that time back in my life i'd probably be like a supermodel thin <laughs> anyway so again my ideas of the future do not be the status quo either uh you like variety yep Jingo. yeah i would say also you feel trapped in a relationship. Yep. Yeah, me too. Uh-huh. Me too. Um, that being in a consensually non-monogamous relationship would be more than just a last-ditch effort to save your relationship. Yeah, for sure. I, I wonder how many people use it as a last-ditch rela- uh, last effort. Uh, yeah, according to, to that them. article, it was sort of a lot. So Okay. But... Um, and then you don't believe just one person can meet all of your needs, which I totally agree. I agree with. Yeah. Um, At this point in my life, sure, there's not been one person who has been everything on my true checklist of like, you know oh, what good I mean? Point. Good point. So I wonder, I mean, but you have to either settle for somebody who has most of it or you're going to keep searching for the rest of your life and never find that person. Right. Or you can have more than one person in your life. That meets the whole checklist. How about that? That's interesting. So, so yeah. Anyway, I think that's uh, the. What is the answer to everything, Brian? Well, it's communication. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say it because I hate it when uh, you say that. Real quick, um, I did pull up a. 
I think it was like 90% of teenagers um, said that they want to be married to one person for the rest of their lives. How many? 90%. 90%? 90%. Oh, no. His ball's over on the other side of you. Oh, no. Oh. (laughs) He's such a good boy. He's so good. Um, 90% of teenagers said that they wanted to be married That's and bananas. with that person until they die. <gasps> and um, they are so wrong. They are so wrong because it's... Um, hey God, 40, if I had married... <laughs> right. 40, for, 40 to 50% of marriages end in divorce. Right. Um, which, if you remember, 50 and 55% of people cheat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe that's the thing. If you communicate what you want... What you what you think you need, what, what you, you really want to try? Need, yeah. Um, maybe those wouldn't end in divorces. And and you know, I, I don't understand using this or trying these as a last ditch effort to save your no, relationship. No, definitely not. <clears throat> if you think that you've got to go fuck multiple people to save your relationship, I, I don't think <laughs> You're that's so wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that's don't not the right thing. I don't see how that would work at all. No. Um, then you're probably not with the right person is essentially what that article said. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, oh, that was just, never mind. Oh, okay. I, I thought it sounded like a burp at it first, did. like a deep <laughs> belly burp. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, just communicate what your needs are. You know, don't be afraid to have those conversations if you are in a relationship and, or if you're going to get into a relationship and you think that might be something that's important yeah, to you. Yeah, and just remember that, you know. And like, fuck Puritan dumb standards bullshit. Like, No kidding. I mean, ma- marriage is an institution that is, uh, it benefits the government. It right. benefits uh, all these other entities, but not you. And you, you know, know what? what I mean? You know what? This is not to say that monogamous relationships can't work. Because I do want to give a shout out to my parents. Um, my dad and my stepmom, Jane, are... The best couple in the whole wide world. Mm -hmm. Uh, They give me hope and love. Like they are made for each other in a way that is just astounding to me. You know, like they are, they will be together until the day they die. They were meant to be together, but you know, they were not, I mean, obviously like she, like I said, she's my stepmom, not my mom. Like my dad was with my mom and my dad was not monogamous with my mom. Like, you know, but you know, I don't know like what my my dad and my son do behind closed doors, but whatever they're doing, they're doing it right because yeah. their relationship is amazing. And I would imagine that it's monogamous. I don't want to know if it's not, but you know, like they've been together for over thirty years, like pretty much my whole entire life. And so, you know, like happy relationships can exist, and it doesn't necessarily True. might just might not necessarily be with the person that you're with. True, and I know we're really talking about. Um consensual non-monogamous right but you know but at the same but at the same time monogamous relationships can work too you know it's so yeah i was just making the case for that because i do know that there are monogamous relationships that work so um i just haven't been in one yeah exactly (laughs) exactly um, so anyway, so I think that's enough about that. Let's do shout outs. All right. Um, this week, this will be out this Wednesday, right? Uh-huh. So this Sunday, the 17th, please, or 18th, 18th, sorry. 18th, yeah. Sunday the 18th, please come out to stage 18 for Tits on Tape, a live comedy taping of me. Is it really going to be taped? It's literally, we're literally going to offer it on cassette tape, yeah. but also other venues. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. 
obviously we would be shooting ourselves in the foot if we only offered it on True. cassette tape. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, it's going to be myself, Steph Bright, uh, Taylor Hearn, Elaine Jackson, Kaya Hodo, and Laura Wiederhoft. Mm-hmm. And we'll each be doing a 10-minute set this Sunday at Stage 18. It will be very, 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 very funny. So please come to that. Also on Friday at Stage 18 will be the um, Roast Battle League playoffs mm-hmm. number one. I will not be participating in this because I am in the top four. And you're getting so roasted? I have a two-round buy. No, oh. actually, the format for the, the playoffs is totally different. Okay. So I will not be getting roasted this time. But you should still go anyway because it's going to be a really great show. Absolutely. They, they're always fun. The best of the best. This is the yeah. best of the best roasters. Mm. Well, except the top four. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, it's still going to be a really great show. So please go to that on this Friday and then on this Sunday. Um, Samantha Hunt, who does our theme song, please look her up. Listen to her. She's so great. Um, Trash Blood podcast. Definitely listen to that. Our good friend, Zach Slusher even though he is not coming to watch the Detroit Lions game with us today. He's a <laughs> well, loser for it's that. it's a Chicago Bears game. It is, you're right. We've God just, damn right. We've just invited the, the, the Detroit Lions. Lions to be present. That's all. <laughs> but but listen to Zach. Zach's podcast anyway, because yeah. it's really funny. I really actually liked the Wendy Love Edge and, and Topher Cogan episode this week. So, um, Also... Epizootics of the Blowhole. Our is brand new friends on, on Twitter. Twitter. Um, they are some Southern Arkansas comedians who I have yet to meet, but I'm going to get And I don't know what it. Epizootics mean or what that is. But they are a great podcast. Yeah. And you should definitely listen to it. And um, I don't know. Actually, I'm going to be doing... Um, Jay Jackson asked me to do the You Look Like show in Little mm-hmm. Rock uh, in January. It'll be right January on. 15th. So maybe... Maybe these guys from Southern Arkansas will come to that show. Oh, yeah, hopefully. So, yeah, maybe we'll finally get to meet our new friends. Um, but I think that's it for me, anyway. How yeah, about you, Brian? I, I don't have anything going on. Play no. Red Dead Redemption, drink beer. <laughs> um, Fuck bitches, get money. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, that's about it. Um, awesome. Yeah, All right. We, well, we let's got, get out of here. We got a Bears game to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, take care, you little Franks and Beanies. Take care, you little Franks and Beanies. <laughs>